Pastini is Eugene's new Italian bistro at Oakway Center, dedicated to serving up two of life's greatest pleasures, pasta and wine. Join them for classic favorites like spaghetti and meatballs, linguine with clams and sausage, and fettuccine Alfredo paired with hand-selected Pacific Northwest and Italian wines. Pastini. Eat pasta. Drink wine. Welcome to the Duck Pod from DuckSports.com. Here's Ryan Thorburn and Austin Meek from the Register Guard Newsroom. All right, Austin, we're back in Portland for the Portland Regional Final, Oregon against top-seeded Mississippi State. Uh, obviously, last night, uh, Oregon takes down South Dakota State, and Mississippi State handled Arizona State. This is what this team's been working for for the better part of a year since losing to Notre Dame last year in Spokane. What was your uh, thoughts on just the way the two teams approached this game on Saturday? You know, it's you're right. It feels like this is exactly what the whole season has been leading up to. You know, you don't want to say, like, the season up to this point was a formality or anything. I mean, there were significant things that happened during the season. You know, back-to-back regular season Pac-12 titles, that's a significant thing for Oregon. But it just felt like going into this season that basically it was going to come down to one game in the Elite Eight. And if Oregon wins that game and goes to the first Final Four in history of the program, then we'll look back at this season and say it was you know, a breakthrough, uh, breakthrough success. And if they lose this game, I think we'll look back and say... Man, tough luck. Third straight year in the Elite Eight and just couldn't get over the hump. Both of these teams have an All-American. Obviously, Oregon has Sabrina Ionescu, uh, Mississippi State has six foot seven inch center, Tierra McGowan, uh, McCowan, sorry. Um, you know, both teams were in the top five for the better part of the year, and both are on a mission. Uh, as you mentioned, Oregon, this is their third straight Elite Eight, and obviously they're driven to get to the Final Four, whereas the Bulldogs, this is also their third straight Elite Eight, and they have lost in the last two national championship games, so their goal is to to win it all. So uh, two similar teams, which one is the team of destiny, do you think? You know, I just feel like it, it lines up for Oregon this year, you know, playing this close to home. Um, playing a team that, that they did play earlier this season and and beat earlier this season. Um, you mentioned uh, Tierra McCowan. Oregon totally neutralized her in the first meeting when these teams played in December. Um, you know, they basically got her out away from the basket and the pick and roll and um, kind of exposed her a little bit to the point that she wasn't even on the floor late in the game. Now, uh, it was a totally different story last night watching uh, that game against Arizona State. Arizona State just had no answers for her. Um, she was getting, you know, getting shots at the rim basically every trip, getting fouls called. Uh, so Oregon is going to have to figure out how to defend her more effectively than Arizona State did last night. But um, just, I don't know, just kind of feels like Oregon's year. They've been knocking on the door. Uh, they've been so close, and it just feels like things line up this year for them to finally get get through that Final Four. 
Well, I tell you what, if they beat Mississippi State, they've certainly earned a trip to the Final Four. Um, when you look at the season as a whole, I kind of felt like there were six teams worthy of being number one seeds. Uh, the four teams that ended up being number one seeds, including Mississippi State, and then number two seeds, Oregon and UConn. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the six teams I think that can win the national championship. So, um, so you know, if you beat Mississippi State twice in the in one season, this is a team that's thirty three and two. They lost mm-hmm. in Eugene, and they lost one SEC game where, uh, again, a team frustrated McCowan with you know she had two bad nights essentially this year, and they lost those games. So. Uh, I think she's going to bounce back. Uh, probably will counter Ruthie, if not get the better of Ruthie. Uh, I think Sabrina will perform at an elite level as she has all tournament long. It's going to come down to a role player, or I, you know, I guess I wouldn't call Satu Sabali a role player. She's you know an All Pac-12 player, but someone like that's going to have to step up and, and be the difference. Um, my nominee is Satu. Uh, Mississippi State has some really aggressive, speedy guards that could cause problems. But I think that's going to be the scenario. The, the hero of this game is going to be someone that uh, isn't in the running for National Player of the Year. Yeah, yeah. I think a big key for Oregon, too, is Erin Boley. Um, she was 0 for 5 on three-pointers against South Dakota State. Oregon was 4 for 20 as a team from three. A pretty uncharacter, uncharacteristic performance, both for Aaron Boley and for the team. Oregon, you know, sort of lives and dies by by their outside shooting, and mostly lives. You know, they they've been uh, one of, if not the best, three point shooting team in the country all year long. Um, and it was, you know, it was kind of hard to figure out why their offense didn't get in a better rhythm against South Dakota State. I felt like there had been so much buildup about being able to play this game in Portland and having the big crowd advantage that maybe when they got in the middle of that, it took them a little bit to kind of settle in because it, you know, even though it's a, certainly a pro-Oregon crowd, it's different than playing on your home floor. You know, the, the backdrop is different. Um, the baskets, you know, they're the same height, but <laughs> you're, you're looking at kind of a different target when you're shooting in a big NBA arena. Um, and for whatever reason, they just weren't dialed in against South Dakota State, they're going to have to be against Mississippi State. I, I don't see Oregon having a lot of success taking the ball you know, at the rim against Mississippi State. You know, with the size they have on their front line and how physical they play, uh, I, or, I think Oregon's going to have to knock down some three-pointers, and I think Aaron Boley you know, is um, you know, maybe, um, you know, maybe an X-factor, you know, a player who wasn't on the floor last year when Oregon lost to Notre Dame in the Elite Eight, but somebody who certainly is capable of, of getting hot and making a lot of shots. Yeah, what struck me about the semifinals here on Friday night was neither game was a great game to watch. No. Um, Arizona State decided they were just going to get in a wrestling match with Mississippi State and try and you know, just be more physical. Uh, they didn't end up being able to do that. Mississippi State killed them at the free throw line. I mean, the whistle was blowing on almost every possession. And then Oregon, four for 20 on three-pointers. South Dakota State, another team that's one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country, could not buy a basket. And Oregon wins 63-53. And those two teams are used to scoring, you know, 80 points per game. So 
given that, the atmosphere was great. 11,000 plus to see women's basketball in Portland. Uh, in a lot of ways, it was even more impressive than the Civil War selling out at Matthew Knight Arena um, because this is not technically Oregon's home court. Um, people in Portland may not be as familiar with the team as people in Eugene who uh, have followed it from the grassroots to where it's grown. Uh, so I was really impressed with the atmosphere that these team that this program has created, and I am expecting these two teams to put on a show tomorrow. I think they both like to score the ball. Uh, I think this game will be in the 80s, and I think it will be an even better crowd tomorrow, even though the game is at 11 a.m. Yeah. I just remember talking to Vic Schaefer after that game in December and asking him, did that feel like a Final Four Elite Eight caliber game? And his answer then was, you know, it was a great environment, it was a great game, but a game in December on somebody's home floor is not the same as playing in the NCAA tournament on a supposedly neutral floor. But I tell you what, it's going to feel a lot like it felt back in December when these teams take the floor on Sunday um, because that crowd is going to be loud, it's, it's going to be pro-Oregon. So I agree with you, I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, check out DuckSports.com for all the pregame and postgame coverage. And whatever happens, we'll be back to wrap it up here on the Duck Pod. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Duck Pod from DuckSports.com. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And always available at DuckSports.com. DuckSports.com.